raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Talk to me about Friday. What's going on with the, the karaoke to raise money for uh, Alzheimer's Association? Where are we at? Yeah, so the Walk to End Alzheimer's is coming up in a couple of weeks, and we are having our karaoke event. This is over in the city's northwest side, Gatsby's, 7 to 10. Uh, we are going to have a karaoke showdown here, uh, all to raise, raise funds for the Walk to End Alzheimer's. So come on down, support the cause. We'll have a little fun and sing our hearts out. So Gatsby's Pub and Grill, right? Yes. Which is on Intech Commons Drive? Yes. All right, so I have that right. I've got it right right here. So that's that's where you're going to be from 7 to 10 p.m. on Friday. Friday. Yep. Karaoke the night away. All right. All right. I haven't found a ringer yet, but I'm doing what I can. I'm All doing right. what is I can. Matt Bear in? Is Matt Bear in? Uh, yes, yes, wait, yes, Matt yes, Bear yes. will be there? So in. Wait. We, wait, you're going to get Matt Bear to show up? I well, I didn't know I'd show it up. I can't sing. I'm not a good singer. I can dance. Well, you don't uh, have to sing. Oh, okay. You can just support the cause. Well, I can you do don't that. have to sing. You can if you laugh. just want to shake your moneymaker, that's fine. No, it makes money. <laughs> makes sweet cash. No. <laughs> makes the traffic whoa. go, whoa. Dollar, dollar, you know. Right. It's huge. There are a lot of things I'd say, but Tara's on the line, and I don't think I can. I've got so many good lines. Oh, you are you are killing me, Hastings. Killing me! He used to say uh, that to right, Randy Friday, Friday, 7 to 10. Jonathan, can you sing? No. Okay. All right, we, we have a talented way, bunch here. We, we guessed that. We guessed mm. that you couldn't sing. Can anybody sing at this station? <laughs> Anyone? I feel darling. like you can, Tony. I can pretend to sing, right? <laughs> people, people will believe it because they're just afraid. Can Kurt Darling sing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He can sing. No. Nigel can sing. I've heard Nigel sing. Him. Nigel Hammer can't can sing. sing. Hammer can sing, too. I've heard him. Not true. False. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> I, just, uh, uh-huh. I just know what I hear. It's my own personal account and experience. Gatsby's Ooh. 7 to 10 p.m. this Friday in Indianapolis. If, if they're bringing a check, who do they make the check out to? Uh, the check. Uh, so we have, uh, um, if you, I'll put it on social media, but we have a, a Tara's Tribe is the name of the team of the Walk to End Alzheimer's team. So if you just go there, uh, the Walk to End Alzheimer's in Indianapolis, you can donate to uh, that page. Ah, okay. So no checks because this isn't 1986, and uh, and you can go to the page and you can give there, and that's what yeah, you'll do. Yeah, like there's give... a QR code as well. How about that? Well, look fancy. who's fancy. I know. With your QR codes, uh, we will we will get my that to everyone. Eleven-year-old stepdaughter made that slide. Made the QR so... code. Yeah. This is going to go to her fund to buy Taylor Swift tickets, isn't it? it? Is this going to go to Alzheimer's or her fund to buy Taylor Swift tickets? No, no. This is going to go all Alzheimer's. All right, just making, just making sure. That's Tara Hastings. 
Tara Hastings, Wish TV. Uh, we will spread the word, and we will we will all try to be there uh, for you this Friday, seven to ten at Gatsby's Pub and Grill. Gatsby's Online dot com. Tara Hastings, thank you. We have fifty degrees in the American Standard Cooling Weather Center. The time is seven ten. Sitting at home, watching uh, the Browns and the Steelers in a crazy first half with the kids. And Nick Chubb, running back for the Browns, gets hit in the knee. Whoo! That's why you never went out for football, kids. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. That was... Brutal. We will get the full extent of it and and what happened this morning. Uh, they actually refused to engage a replay. They did it in the in in the stadium, and you actually heard the audience go, "Oh, whatever." Fifty, sixty thousand people. The stadium. The audience. You heard the crowd go, "Oh, it was, it was bad." It was, it was in, in the pantheon of, hey, your leg is not supposed to move like that. It's now, that's going to be a top three-er right there. Just, just brutal. I, I would argue that there's a, a real conversation to this is the end of Nick Chubb's career. But I have seen people come back from crazy stuff and so have you. We'll see what's possible there you, you had to, to to see it i've got the popcorn moment uh coming up and uh i i'm not going to listen to gavin newsom tell me what is and isn't acceptable in a president it's it, it, it's it's a level of unseriousness going on in cable news tony katz 93 wibc good morning Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So Kevin McCarthy wants this continuing resolution instead of a uh, a deal. You know, we're not going to clearly pass all 12 of the appropriations bills in time. We're going to have the penny plan go into effect, which is going to have a 1% cut across the board. There are people who will tell you that this continuing resolution will bring a, about a spending cut of 8%. I don't believe that to be true at all. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Would greatly appreciate it if you would. Also, uh, the the chat room is uh, about to open up.
If you've never been in the chat, you should get in the uh, you should get in the chat and come hang out because uh, you can uh, engage other commentaries that you can't normally do on the show, which is always a good thing to do. It's always fun. I appreciate you being there. Um, there are people who are absolutely opposed opposed to this continuing resolution. And um, the uh, congresswoman from the 5th District, that would be Victoria Sparks, the 5th District of Indiana was one of those people, came on the show yesterday and was just, just all over McCarthy. All over Kevin McCarthy. This is ridiculous. We're not getting enough done. It's it, it was it was surreal. And then McCarthy went after her, and then Matt Gates is going after him, and madness. But there's a real, real, real anger about this CR. I mean, this is Representative Matt Rosendale, who's one of the people, he's from, uh, I think it's Montana, is like, I'm not voting for this thing. Real quick, just walk us through the next steps, Congressman. Do you expect a vote on Thursday? Are you willing to be participating in a potential vote on Thursday to show that you are voting against this? Are you going to say no to funding the military? Oh, Maria, I will, I will vote no on a CR. Again, I will not vote to extend Nancy Pelosi's spending levels and Joe Biden's policies. I've said that for several months now. This, this has yeah. not been a secret. I'm not going to vote for CR. And I think that you're going to see that they're approaching right now close to two dozen people that are not going to vote for that CR. So my guess is that uh, it won't be brought to the floor. All right, Congressman, we'll be watching. I'm not Thanks sure for- about that, Congressman. I think it will get brought to the floor. I, I, right now, I do. And look, it's possible. Some people have noted, you know, Nancy Pelosi never lost a floor vote. Yes, the Democratic Party always votes in lockstep. It's part of their charm. Republicans aren't like that. I don't compare the two things. Democrats always vote in lockstep because they are much more vicious to people who step out of line. Republicans by nature conservatives are people who have different thoughts and different ideas democrats have one idea remember there were democrats who had never heard of the green new deal a day in their lives all of a sudden they were told hey you support the green new deal and they're like oh we need a green new deal if we don't have a green new deal what do we have we have nothing green new deal is the greatest thing that ever happened i've been talking about green new deal for 150,000 years now all of a sudden on cue Oh, yeah, of course, children can determine their gender. They can have surgeries to mutilate themselves. Why would you think otherwise? What, do you hate children? My gosh, you have to affirm children. Without affirming children, you hate children. You shouldn't be allowed to have children if you don't affirm children. Being a parent means you affirm the child and do whatever it is they want to do. That's what all parents know. You do whatever it is the kid wants to do. You don't believe in that? My God, you're a filthy animal. On cue, they all said it in the same breath. And you're like, how does that happen? It's how the progressives work. It's why they're so uh, good at, at, at falling into line. Because that's all they know. All they know is lines. And if you continue to vote for progressives, you'll know lines too. There'll be a line for bread, and there'll be a line for medicine. Oh, lines. Oh, you're going to love it. The only person who loves lines more is Hunter Biden. Hold on. Can I get a ruling on that? Is that too soon? Can I, Jonathan, producer Jonathan, can I get a ruling?
It's not too, too soon. My my no, not too soon. No, not too soon. No, okay, just good. Whoo, whoo. That could have been that could have been rough, but that is not the whole story. The whole story is that cable news clearly um, has decided that news is for other people. Allow me to prove it to you. The popcorn moment. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe, then grab your popcorn, because there is more. By the way, Andy Moore Ford is back with us. How do they not sponsor the popcorn moment? More? Grab your popcorn, because there's more? Brought to you by Andy Moore Ford? How did, how did we not put that one together? I mean, I'm glad they're on, but how did we not put that one together? It doesn't make any sense. Gavin Newsom is being interviewed by CNN. First, let's talk about what he said. Listen, Gavin Newsom's the governor of California, in case you didn't know. Voters have every right to be concerned, but I'm, you may be able to, I remember Bobby Kennedy said it best, that what the world needs are the qualities of youth, not a time of life, but a state of mind, a quality of imagination. I mean this, I couldn't imagine three years ago that this president could accomplish so much in such a short period of time. I mean that. If this political season is all about a celebrity, with all due respect, we had a celebrity for four years. It didn't go well. And so I want a seasoned pro that knows how to get things done. I'm a little old-fashioned. I want a guy who produces results. And the results are in. It's been a master class. There's simply no administration in my lifetime that's been more effective producing more substantive results. And we haven't even started the campaign. Gavin Newsom saying that Joe Biden has provided substantive results. Well, that is certainly not a manner of opinion. That's just false. False. And I can go through it bit by bit and piece by piece. I could debate uh, Newsom on this easily. But he said, you know, we've had a celebrity president and didn't go well. I want to argue equally as false. But I guess that's all about what you think went well or didn't go well. Policy-wise, it worked out very well for me. Personality-wise, maybe you think it didn't go well. But personality and policy-wise, it's not going well now. The question is, why is Gavin Newsom being interviewed? That's the question. That's the conversation. How is this news? Now, you can argue, hey, Tony, it happened at a different time. It's more the commentary side. It's Dana Bash. It's Dana Bash doing the interview. How is it news? Gavin Newsom hits Republicans, lauds Democrats, is not news. We call that Tuesday. We got to start asking ourselves when these things come out, why, why is this the best they can do? Look, I admit I'm not a news guy. I admit I'm a commentary guy. But I'm not trying to pretend. An interview with Gavin Newsom is useless. It's useless. So why are we doing it? Why should any of us care? And why does CNN think this is what we need? Five American hostages are on their way home from unjust detention in Iran. Unfortunately, the deal that secured their release may very well be the latest example 
of President Biden rewarding and incentivizing Tehran's bad behavior. Over the past two and a half years, the administration's weakness and desperation have emboldened, emboldened a massive state sponsor of terror and would-be nuclear-armed aggressor. Mitch McConnell did not freeze up there. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Um, I'm glad these Americans are home, but to give Iran $6 billion and then tell us they can only use it for humanitarian purposes. This is the Obama administration clearly exercising its muscle within the Biden administration, which is, uh, for many people, one and the same. This radicalness, this radicalness of wanting to somehow bring Iran in to thinking that you can have a relationship there, that these are a valuable partner or somehow could be, is ridiculous. Ben Rhodes was as despicably ignorant and foolhardy about this as anybody. Barack Obama failed on this. He was just wrong when we discussed his unlimited number of foreign policy failures, starting with the apology tour. Joe Biden has never been right about foreign policy. Which makes you wonder why we are in Ukraine if, we, if we're going to say that. Maybe he'll get one. But not this. Not this. I'm glad these Americans are home, but this, this cost was too high. $6 billion being released. Remember, the United States did not write a check. This was Iranian money that was frozen. And if you say to me, who are we to freeze Iranian money? I'll say to you, uh, when you have uh, the Iranian forces attacking oil freighters in the Straits of Hormuz, when you have them uh, trying to destroy other nations, uh, when you have them as the largest state sponsor of terrorism on the globe, maybe the rules change. Just just spitball in here that that might be a reason to say, huh, we're going to change the rules on that one. Right there, if you don't mind, thank you very much. This was a mistake. And it's a mistake you and I are going to have to live with. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, you have a lot of people in Congress focused on this continuing resolution and Republicans are doing the thing that isn't a problem, that is actually a joy. They're openly debating whether or not to do this. If we took a look at the presidential debate that took place, Republican primary debate, I should say, there was a moment where you had Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, David Burgum, who's the governor of North Dakota, arguing a position on abortion. They weren't doing it behind closed doors. They weren't doing it to just a secret cabal of people. They were doing it in public for the nation, for the world to see. And I was like, oh my, when's the last time you actually saw that? The actual interchange and exchange of ideas on a subject as hot as abortion. Now I've got Chip Roy and Matt Gates disagreeing with each other on Twitter over this continuing resolution, over the spending. 
people look at this on the left and say, oh, civil war amongst the Republicans. Oh, this is what you want. People talking, disagreeing, coming to some levels of compromise, understanding their position, as opposed to the lockstep, nay, goose step of the political left. Oh, it might wrap itself up in a bow, and Akeem Jeffries might be able to make some nice little speech about unity or whatever. Man, I like to know that people think and aren't afraid to say, I disagree and here's why. Change my mind. I'm going this direction. I'd like for you to come with me. Let me change uh, how you think about this. Let me provide a better way to go about it. Oh, it's messy. Yeah, um, the republic is messy. Authoritarian regimes, very neat. Right until the killing. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Facebook video and I spend less and less time on Facebook every day and and certainly I don't send my content um, I don't send my send my content there um, anymore I mean just some basic postings I don't send my live streams there anymore I'm just I don't want to give Facebook the views that said I could be making a terrible mistake there's an audience there. Do what you can to to engage it. But uh, I was watching one of these Facebook videos, and it was Bill Maher of Real Time and the comic Jim Gaffigan, who's an interesting story in and of himself in that uh, I don't agree with him politically, but his comedy, it, it's him and his wife who do the writing, and she was a comic too. They just decided this is where they were going to put their energy in, in creating this, if you will, this character, and it's been outrageously successful. Jim Gaffigan is one of the, the more successful comics in, in America and certainly in American history. But it was a conversation about late night TV. And Gaffigan was trying to make the point that this writer strike, the Writers Guild of America, and because late night TV isn't on the air, it's going to destroy late night TV because they're not there. Late night is not on and nobody misses them. You are fine without Colbert, without Kimmel. You you don't miss it at all. Bill Maher had a different point. Bill Maher's point was, how in the world did it take this long? How is late night TV still going on? You, you, there isn't appointment viewing anymore. Everything is on demand. And they're not doing talk. They're doing, um segments as 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 advertisements for movies and what have you different than let's say what Mar is doing because he's on HBO he doesn't he's not subjected to the whims of 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 ratings he's going an hour straight they're doing real uh talk he can utilize any word that he wants it's it's a it's a different beast it's a different animal different level of entertainment and how in the world do these guys even survive 
in a real normal society, he would be correct because it would be assumed that the purpose of the late night host would be the entertaining of an audience. But you and I both know that that is not the purpose. The purpose of Kimmel and Colbert and Myers and yes, Fallon, the purpose is to ensure an agenda gets repeated. People said social media was going to destroy newspapers. Now, newspapers are certainly down, but it didn't destroy newspapers completely and didn't destroy news. Because the news people realized they could just take a tweet and make a story about that. Oh, it doesn't have to be anything important. It doesn't have to be anything real. It doesn't actually have to have any power behind it or not even from a a person of, of note. Look what people are saying on social media. And then they can put people on TV to talk about it. Late night TV exists. So whatever the clip is that's necessary of the monologue or some injury, whatever, can be clipped and shared as a short or a reel, uh, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or or TikTok and, and put out there and the narrative moves. That's its purpose. The purpose is not entertainment. Bill Maher is looking at late night from a, a near altruistic point of view that as a concept, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't exist anymore. This doesn't make any sense. The days of, of Johnny are over. The days of Mike Douglas are certainly over. Yet Rogan proves that to be wrong, that people will listen to long form. You don't even know who Mike Douglas is. Good Lord. The late night show does not exist to be an entertainment vehicle, nor does it exist uh, to worry about its ratings. It exists to act as, would you call it the id or the ego, my my psychology people, uh, of the network itself as a way of showing those who commiserate with the higher-ups that we are really in the fight. Late-night TV is broadcast television's virtue signaling. It's the only place they can do it without fear of repercussion. You do it in news, you might actually have to get some pushback. You do it in late-night TV, it's fine. Which is why... We need more late night options. We need more ways to push out a, if you will, not just a counter narrative, but a normal one. Normal conversation. But late night TV doesn't exist to entertain. That is where I would counter Bill Maher's point. Raise a spoon to grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.